Hello and welcome to the Almost Daily Podcast. My name is Aiden. My name is Audra. And All right, short version. We're getting right into it. What are we talking about short. today? <laughs> All business. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about the very first and then uh, LA high speed chase that was televised in Los Angeles. And then we'll okay. talk about some other stuff too. Um, So if you've ever lived in L.A. or visited L.A. in the last 30 years or so, you've probably seen, been watching TV, watching the news, which people don't do. I know people don't watch TV, so you young people, if there's any out there, people used to watch television live and things would come out at a certain time and you would have to be at the TV at 2 to watch Matlock or whatever you're going to watch and then breaking news would come in and there would either be something terrible going on or a high-speed chase which was terrible or whatever okay and in LA they have a gazillion and the very first one to actually be televised was on Friday January 3rd 1992 and a lot of this info I got from a really good LA magazine article so 22 year old unemployed electrician Darren Michael Stroh had been struggling to find work and was on his way from Oregon where he lived um, to visit and hopefully find work where his brother lived in San Diego. So he was going to visit his brother and look for work. He's going from Oregon to San Diego? Yep, he was driving down from Oregon to San Diego. And I'm assuming that he did something bad because he got to LA and the traffic was really bad and then he was like, this sucks, I'm fed up. And then he like shot somebody and drove away or something. Well, all right, thanks for listening everybody, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's hear it, what did he do? Okay. So Stroh stopped to get gas in Los Banos, which is about four hours north of L.A. Mm. And while getting gas, he also agreed to drive a guy who was catching a ride, trying to hitch a ride somewhere, and he was headed south as well. So they hopped in the car together. But about 12 miles down the road after leaving Los Banos, Stroh's 1979 Toyota Corona broke down. A 26-year-old Good Samaritan named David Scott Baker pulled over to help out. He was also on his way down to Southern California to visit his brother, ironically, and he tried to jump uh, Stroh's car, but nothing happened. It was like completely dead, dead. Baker apologized, grabbed his cables, and um, headed back to his car. And Stroh ended up going back to his car, grabbing a 12-grade shotgun, and walked over to Baker's car and shot Baker twice in the chest, killing him immediately. What? Stroh then- Why? I don't know. We don't know. We will never know. Stroh dragged his body to the side of the road and then asked the hitchhiker if he was still coming with him. The hitchhiker was like, nah, I'm good, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never hitchhiking again. He's like, no, I'll walk, bro. I have to go clean out my pants now, and I'm off. (laughs) Um, So Stroh was like, see ya, and got back into – he got into Baker's car – Nissan, because obviously he wanted, he needed a car, and he took off and headed back down to L.A. um, on his way. An hour later, Stroh rear-ended a red Volkswagen Cabriolet. Um, When the owner got out to check the damage, Stroh jumped in and took off in his car. The Cabriolet's license plate read K-R-U-L-F-A-H. What the spells? No. Cruel Fate. Oh, wow. Pretty queer. (laughs) Pretty weird. Pretty, pretty queer. Said, hey, you're right, Mom. I actually said queer. That was so rude. I didn't mean I meant to say weird. <laughs> Literally just roasted this guy for no reason. <laughs> wow. That was terrible. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's a guy named Bob Tour, 
H-T-U-R, a helicopter reporter for KCOP Channel 13, and his wife, uh, Marika, who ran the copter's camera, were flying around L.A. that day reporting on a rainstorm. So helicopter reporting at that time used to be mostly for weather and traffic. The TERS heard from the copter's police scanner about the police um, that were in an active high-speed chase of a murder suspect in a cabriolet. Uh, the TERS were the first copter on the scene, and Marika was capturing it all on tape because, you know, she's running the camera. They called down to the station and asked if they wanted uh, to cut them into the for live u- updates um, on the news. And um, police's, police chases at that time were covered, obviously, on the news, but never from the perspective of the air. So that was kind of a new twist. And the station wasn't sure if they wanted to do it or not, but after they reviewed some of uh, their camera footage they were like this is amazing let's do this so they jumped at the chance and they broke into the tv show matlock which had started at 2 p.m and matlock was like a huge tv show back then i used to watch that um stro was on the i-5 at this point um when the tv's tv's cut into the chase um he ended up going onto the i-70 from the five and then onto the 101 he was using all the off ramps driving erratically going crazy high speeds um and he ended up at one point shooting out the back of his window of the cabriolet at the cops, trying to shake the police in any way he could. In 1992, at this point, around midday L.A., traffic would, was very light. So there was only a few trucks and cars uh, that were getting out of the way at this point, which is probably very different than high-speed chases today. Yeah. Um, Stroh eventually ended up on Melrose Avenue, racing through Hollywood, past City Hall, and oh, racing through East L.A., so clearly like residential shopping areas and then he made his way to the 405 and by east la or east hollywood no east la like he went he oh he went from hollywood to east LA. he yeah he was just yes because he was coming from the the north um oh well well yeah maybe he was well because well, if he's on if he's on the five oh i guess he got on the 101 yeah so that would mean he was going he would have got on the 101 north or something i don't know whatever oh he might have been driving in a circle i don't know that's kind of what they said but yes that doesn't make sense if he was coming from the north but that's the route he was taking so he might have been driving to trying to find the 405 and was kind of driving all over the place it sounds like mm. by the time the other stations had kind of clued into what channel 13 was doing um, they were like, whoa, this is cool. They're getting all the ratings. What's going on here? They all sent their helicopters over to also kind of get in on the chase. And it was this like live from the air cops and robbers thing going on, which everybody was immediately into that we're watching. Yeah, I'm sure game. that I'm sure that was like crazy. Yeah, they were like, because even going now on? you watch that shit live and you're like, oh, my God, like you can see you the can't. Person. Yeah, you can't. It's like super weird. You can't turn it off, too. It's horrible. Yeah. At one point, uh, KCOP went back to Matlock and ended the coverage. Um, and Matlock, if you wanted to know, was an Andy Griffith show. He was a lawyer. It was a, a really, you know, kind of one of those lawyer shows. Um, but viewers were so hooked on the chase that, like, they got hundreds of angry phone calls being like, put it back on, put it back on. You know, they were all hooked and wanted the drama. So they went back to the chase. Um, and around 2.45, Stroh ran out of gas around the Westminster area and an off-ramp, which is about 49 miles south of L.A. Police quickly surrounded his car, and an officer came up on the passenger side and fired multiple rounds into the car. Smoke billowed out the driver's side, and then, and obviously, Stroh was dead. So that was all very dramatic and intense, um, and then clearly somebody was killed on live television. Um the next morning, the event was all over the front page of the papers, and the 
Chase out like beat the ratings of Matlock by a gazillion points or whatever. It was yeah. insane. And that kind of secured LA news stations being like, this is beneficial to us. We're going to cover this every time there's a high-speed chase. So over the next 10 years, LA's live coverage of police chases, um, fast and slow, any kind of chase you can imagine, were on television shows regularly. Two years later, um, another famous chase happened. Uh, On Friday, June 7th, 1994, the most famous slow LA car car, uh, chase started shortly after noon. OJ Simpson was supposed to surrender to police uh, for the heinous murders of his ex-wife Nicole Brown and waiter Ron Goldman. OJ's lawyer uh, Robert Shapiro had come to the Simpsons house that morning around 11 o'clock to tell him that he needed to surrender that there was a warrant out for his arrest. And OJ at his house at the time was a doctor, his family, um, and his friend, AJ Cowlings, who used to be, um, they used to play football with him. They were on the same team. They were in Laguna, right? He left from Laguna Beach? Uh, no, he was in um, Beverly Hills at his house in Beverly Hills. So, oh, really? Yes. Oh, hold on. So um, Shapiro was wandering around this big house, blah, blah, blah. You're supposed to turn yourself in. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, hey, where did OJ and AJ go? They took off. So Shapiro called the LAPD and told them that Simpson had fled. And around 1.50 that afternoon, it was announced on the news uh, that Simpson was a fugitive. And everybody lost their minds. I remember watching this live. I was in my senior year of college. And... It was insane. We all couldn't believe it. Um, throughout the afternoon, people were told to call 911 to report if they've seen OJ and AJ, because at that point, they had no idea where they were. Um, and at one point, an arrest warrant was also issued for Cowlings, because obviously he's aiding and abetting at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, around 5 o'clock, um, OJ's friend Robert Kardashian, the um, father of Kim Kardashian, Chloe, and whatever, another one, um, reads a letter that OJ had written, and I'll read a, uh, read a little bit now. It says, quote, don't feel sorry for me. I've had a great life, great friends. Please think of the real OJ, not this lost person. Thanks for making my life special. I hope I helped yours. Peace and love, OJ. At 5.50, OJ called 911 from his white Ford Bronco, which nobody ever wanted to buy again after this. And the call was traced to somewhere on the on Interstate 5 in Orange County around the Santa Ana area. Oh. That's what you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. So at that point, uh, about six minutes later, the California Highway Patrol began their pursuit. And it was obviously covered all over television. And everybody in the entire world was watching what was going on. Um, at 7.30, you know, they found him, obviously. And at 7.30... Um, I remember, sorry, I'm going to go back, but I remember people saying, like, once they knew he was a fugitive and people that were driving around coming home from work or whatever were, like, would drive by the white Bronco and, like, look over, and they were like, holy crap, there's, like, OJ, and (laughs) it was crazy. So people obviously were calling in, like, he's here, he's here, whatever. So by 7.30, OJ and AJ Cowlings were moving on to the Artesia Freeway, which was uh, the 91 and then the Bronco turns north onto the San Diego Freeway, which is the 405 in Torrance. Um, they started soon encountering crowds that were standing on the roadway in the overpasses. 
and they had signs that said, the juice is loose. Good luck, OJ, <laughs> and we love you, juice, cheering him on. And you can watch all this on YouTube. There's a gazillion clips. Simpson was threatening to kill himself with a gun that he was holding to his head during the chase. Um, Police eventually convinced him to come home to his kids and his mother, who were all at the house in Beverly Hills. And eventually they pulled into Simpson's driveway around 7.57 p.m. that evening. Um, Simpson, sorry, it was Brentwood, Beverly Hills, Brentwood, basically the same thing. Simpson, who was clutching a bunch of family photos, staggered out of the car and collapsed into police officers' arms. And in A.J. Cowling's pockets, police found almost $9,000 in cash. Um, in the Bronco, they found a fake goatee and a mustache and a bottle of makeup adhesive and receipts from a beauty store along with Simpson's passport and the gun that he was holding to his head. They began negotiations uh, for him to surrender. And at 8.47 p.m., police had taken O.J. into custody finally. So that was a very big, dramatic way to... Um, avoid getting arrested i guess Mm -hmm. for a double murder cowlings drove um the car and oj was in the passenger seat and they never exceeded 60 miles an hour so people were saying you know saying it was like the slowest um car chase ever it was kind of it was kind of humorous how slow it was um a lot of people were upset so during the first car chase we talked about they broke into matlock um at this point this was like that night was kind of like one of the biggest nights in like sports history at times that they kept interrupting all these huge um sporting events so legendary golfer arnold palmer played his last round at the u.s open um the World Cup opened in Chicago. The Rangers celebrated winning the Stanley Cup, and the Knicks played Game 5 of the NBA Finals against the Houston Rockets. And Andy Griffith, Jun- Griffey Jr. tied Babe Ruth for the most home runs hit before June 30th. <laughs> so all that stuff was interrupted, and people were pissed. Hmm. Um, ESPN covered other big sporting news, but jumped back and forth um, for frequent updates on the on the chase and all that was insane um 95 million people watched the oj simpson chase whoa domino's yes domino's pizza sales skyrocketed and i was guilty of that because no one wanted to leave and go make dinner everybody ordered pizza to watch the chase because it was during it was during dinner time so i remember sitting in my apartment um, and I was moving into my ex-boyfriend's apartment. He was graduated and I was moving into his apartment mm-hmm. and people thought that was weird, but we were still friendly, but he, we were in the process of kind of him moving out and me moving in when the whole chase started. So we literally stopped everything we were doing and ordered pizza and watched it and then went to, <laughs> and just ended up not doing anything. Yeah. Um, so you might be asking like, why are there so many LA chases? you know why it's so popular here in LA LA is very flat it's very spread out and it has we have about I don't know 4,000 freeways that people can hop on and off of so it's easy for people to kind of try to get away from the police if they so want to um a couple other famous ones to kind of wrap this up there was in 1995 the year after the OJ one there was a really famous uh car chase in san diego so this one wasn't in la but this is a really famous one a man stole a 53 ton tank um and plowed into 40 cars knocked over power poles and hydrants i think 
most part of the city was like out of was out of electricity for a long time um and he was eventually shot and killed he was on meth he was angry about a bunch of stuff but there's footage of this huge tank just basically plowing over everything in its way before it got caught on something and the cops finally got him out um on september 2012 bank robbers uh who got busted and were running from the police threw all the money out of the window during their chase and it was blowing all over south la and kids were picking up money left and right saying it was (laughs) saying it was christmas and in the most la pursuit ever or hollywood pursuit ever i would say in 2016 the now uh what they now call the selfie bandits were robbers that were running from a bank of america um, heist running from the cops they almost hit a tmz tour bus um when they were running around and tmz i think at one point claimed they were trying to help out or whatever but i'm sure they were exploiting whatever was going on right um and when they entered and ended up entering a residential street they got out of their cars and took selfies with the bystanders (laughs) they did yes that's why they're called the selfie bandits that's so weird so um los angeles's ktla reports that ratings quadruple when cars are in pursuit uh, when police are in pursuit of uh criminals running from them Mm. which Mm -hmm. is why they keep showing it on tv i believe there is a law now i don't know if it's a law or if it's an unwritten kind of law that you if if the speeds get too high the police have to like stop and just let it go because it endangers so many people because every year 355 people are killed as a result of police uh, chase car pursuits. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's a brief history of why LA has so many car chases. I'm pretty sure there was one within the last month or two. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. You I guys, about one. since you guys don't really watch, people don't really watch live TV anymore. Yeah. Um, you probably don't know about them as much and i'm curious how you know how they're covered now since people don't well, really watch live tv but you guys get, I like get twitter like CNN, updates oh, you twi- twitter and cnn like the app alert so it'll be like there's a high-speed chase on the whatever freeway or like you'll get it on like a traffic thing because yeah. it'll be like stay off whatever highway is going this way or way or right. whatever, you know what i mean so like if i'm driving somewhere I'm, but you guys it doesn't aren't really matter because they're never close yeah but you guys aren't like stopping and turning on tv to watch it you know, so uh, no, I can't do that. We don't. I mean, I don't have cable. So. Right, that's true. Well, you could watch it on your phone, maybe, or something. I don't know. Like yeah, I guess it. I can figure out a I way to do it. I guess you could stream it. Well, maybe. So maybe these are kind of. Or I'll just get in one myself. Going to be a thing of the past that they won't be mm-hmm. as popular. They'll happen, but they won't be televised like they are yeah. or they used to be in the past. I can't wait for flying car speed, high speed chases. Oh my god, that's terrifying! I don't want to <laughs> be around during that. <laughs> Literally, just fly away. <laughs> Someone like flies by your window of your house. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. All right, so Aiden, you're going to take us out with the Steve Miller band, Take the Money oh, and yes. Run. Perfect. <laughs> Love this song. Thanks, thanks for listening. For, thanks for listening, guys. And here's one of the greatest songs ever.